Nine Podcasts. I'm Elise. And I'm Tom. As Oscar Wilde once said, Ultimately, the bond of all companionship, whether in marriage or in friendship, is conversation. Welcome to our husband-wife podcast, The Elliot Exchange. What could possibly go wrong? Find out with us by tapping the follow or subscribe button on The Elliot Exchange, wherever you get your podcast. Tom, something's a little different this week, have you noticed? What? We've been moved into In, a, a serious studio. I thought you were finally going to notice that I had my hair cut on Saturday. <laughs> I never noticed. No one said anything. No, because I don't want to encourage the buzz cut. And if I mention it, it gives it credence and I, I just want to pretend it never happened. There's a great scene in Police Academy where the two guys go in, they join the police force, they go, you know, the, just do it all, man. And, 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 and they see the other police recruits after they've come out with the Marine Corps type haircut, you know, just having their hair styled and, put, and they go, well, it's not the army, man. You know, <laughs> just, just a little off the side, please. You bet. You can do that? Sure. This ain't the army, you know. But I, I, I like to think that uh, should war break out, mm. haircut-wise, I'll be ready to go. Okay, you've conveniently ignored the fact we were moved out of the good room, I know. the radio studio, into a studio. Well, into a, what actually is and used to be a radio studio. Is it good or bad? Oh, it's a good thing. It's it? Uh, it sounds better. Um, we're not tempted by the things in the fridge of the good room. So that the, obviously for people who, who haven't seen it, which is 99.99% of the population, mm. the good room is where the executives who, who rule our lives here at the radio station, they have a special fridge with their secret food and drink in it, you know, bottles of Dom Perignon and, you know, the packets of caviar. How and, do you know about well, that? Well, because we, I get let in and I see it. Are you bit, sure you don't take it? Well, no, well, sometimes. But the, the, it's a bit like you and I were discussing discussing the strip club last week that mm. I went to in the 90s. You can look but you can't touch. <laughs> right. So anyway, the temptation is, is no longer upon us because we're not in that good room anymore. Does this mean we have to be really serious now? No, no, we don't. The, the mood is the same, just the, the backdrop is different. Right, and the audio is possibly better. We love your emails at the Elliot Exchange. Email us anytime, elliotexchange at nine.com.au. And Tom, mm. we have one here. Go for it. Well, this uh, comes to us from the unfortunately named Karen. Um, Karen says, we have a problem in my house. My husband and I, she sounds like the queen, the late queen, will start watching a TV series or a movie and then sometimes I fall asleep, but instead of pausing it so I don't miss anything, he watches ahead and I miss out. What do I do? Is divorce the only option? Well, I mean, I would say divorce is probably the, the last thing, um, short of killing your husband, but <laughs> perhaps not, not the not the first port of call. But uh, at least you and I have this problem, but in reverse, I fall asleep and you watch ahead. Correct, you do, and I can see you nodding. You do the nod. Mm. Well, like, I'm, I'm agreeing su- agreeing with what I'm seeing on the screen. <laughs> not when you're nodding backwards. I oh. could see it happening. You were watching Succession last night, and yeah. you, you nod forward twice, and then you nod a big nod back. And you know what? I keep watching now. I'm sick of it. Well, see, I remember I did fall asleep. I forget what the show was, probably because I was asleep. Yeah. And, you know, when I went to have a look at it, you were like four episodes <laughs> ahead because you can't hide it anymore. I know, right? it says, do, do you want to continue watching? Look, the thing is, <laughs> to, to Karen here, a lot of people think this is akin to being unfaithful, watching a series. Say if we agreed to watch, say, The Diplomat or mm. Citadel, and I sneakily watch it when you're at work or you sneakily watch it when I'm at work. And, look, uh, is it being unfaithful? Well, I don't think so because, to be honest, uh, A, you know, 
it's so rare that we have time to actually watch mm. something together. B, a lot of these things you start watching, they're not actually that good. <laughs> and and like the only TV shows that you know, streaming that you and I have committed to faithfully over the past decade would be Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones, the 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 you know seasons eight through to three hundred and twelve yeah. um, succession succession and and the house of the dragon which is the success yeah. of the game of thrones yeah. and that's it everything else yeah, is just you want to watch all this sci-fi weird stuff and I I think it's well, quite bonding watching a series with your partner I do and I often suggest stuff and you go no nah, no nah. nah. and even with the diplomat recently you just caned it the whole way through well it's I'm terrible like, well sorry yeah. anyway so to you Karen um, stay awake. Don't divorce your husband and just catch up. It's easy. <laughs> One other little pet hate, normally it's the the woman's preserve, doing a thousand things before sitting down to watch a series. Mm. Like, oh, I just need to do this. I just need to. You are the worst at that. So I'm already got the pause button. What are you faffing around? You do all these little last minute jobs. It's because when I, when I sit next to you, I want to give you my undivided <laughs> attention. I don't want to be distracted by little jobs that haven't been done. So there it is. Now, Tom, speaking of succession, I noticed in uh, this week's episode, um, the family were talking about having a cruise on dry land, sort yep. of that cruise notion, but for sort of elderly people to feel safe and have a great time on land. It got me thinking about cruises, you know, with airlines becoming increasingly unreliable and expensive, are they attempting, op- you know, option? What, going on a ship? Yeah, a cruise. A cruise. Well, can I tell you, um, years ago I was actually asked, uh, did I have two months free in the Northern European summer? And I sort of said, well, maybe, why? And I was selected to to host a cruise. <laughs> and this is going to be a river cruise. Where is you this go, like the strip club voiceover well, job as well? Well, it's, it's more involved than that. Really? Um, and and you, this, you go up and down, like the Danube River, for example, and stop at German towns and so forth. Yeah. Anyway. And when I asked what I had to do, I mean, here's the sort of things it involved. Mm. So I've got to sort of front up to all the meals, host what was called captain's table, you know, so. so oh, chat to people. Chat to people, wear like a, a, a velvet dinner jacket each night with a ruffled shirt, call the bingo <laughs> numbers. Bingo! Yeah, we have a winner! And, and, and I said, what's, what's the clientele of, of these cruisers? Mm-hmm. And it's mainly divorced and widowed women. Fabulous, and they go away with so their they're, friends. They're pimping you out, in sort Delbert. of. And and the idea is you're not actually supposed to do anything with them, but you have to sort of give them the impression that it's possible, <laughs> so that they'll <laughs> want to keep coming back. <laughs> anyway, you'll be pleased to know I said no. Right. The allure of being with you, the, the prospect. Yeah, of being but but with I, you. I mean that was when I was that was probably more than ten this years is ago. So, like the love boat. Yeah. Tom Elliott's yes. love boat. Like a sort of bad version of Captain Steubing. <laughs> or a good one. Or a good one, depending yeah. on your perspective. So I was in my, I think, early 40s or maybe mid-40s when I said <laughs> no to this. So but now I'm in my mid-50s. I'm starting <laughs> to think, well, you know, hey, has my time come? You could be, what is it, entertainment on a cruise oh, ship? It's, 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 it's more than that. It's, it's a host. But as I said, I mean, bingo seemed to be a big part of it. Mm. You have to learn to play games like uh, whist and Canasta. Twister? No, I don't think they uh, extend to Twister anymore. 
Um, but yeah, you know, and 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 you rotate different people on your on your dinner table each oh. night and t- chat with them all. So give me a, give me a little example. Like, what would you say? Like, so we're going down the Danube. Oh, I mean the, the demographic. Hello, Mrs. Smith. Oh, call me Elise. You know. <laughs> It's a lovely view, isn't it? What are you doing tonight? Uh, listening to you. Listening Tom. to me. <laughs> what about bingo on the, the four deck, you know? Or, or, in fact, one of my younger producers, for some weird reason, went on a cruise recently. Mm. And she said it was full of old people in, in, a, in a disco. I asked her her definition of old, and she said, oh, about 40. So, anyway, <laughs> so there might be a disco on board. I don't know. Now, I've got a cruise confession. Yep. You've done one. No, I was conceived. On Fair Star, the fun show. <laughs> well, at least it's living up to its name. I could have been called Fair Star. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mum and Dad were coming back from England. Mum mm. was crowned Miss Fair Star. Not sure why, because she well, was married. Your, your mother's very attractive. No, no, no. Sorry, let me rephrase it. She's gorgeous, but she, it's Miss Fair Star. Oh, she's I see. clearly married. Yeah, my so, mother was a beauty queen of sorts. She was. Miss Freshette in less yeah. politically correct times at Melbourne Uni, <laughs> I mean, but at least she wasn't married at that stage. So there you go. That's maybe why I've got my, my love of all things water conceived on Fair Star, the fun ship. Uh, well, there you go. If we're looking for child number two, maybe we should go on a cruise. <laughs> <laughs> Only if you're in velvet. It all becomes official for King Charles this weekend with his coronation. We'll get to whether you'll be watching in a tick. But first, I digress. The meal Charles has ordered is quiche. I'm like, it's so, it seems so lame. And I I was looking into that quote, real men don't eat quiche. You've heard of that, haven't Mm. you? It actually is a bit of a tongue-in-cheek idiom, right? But it was actually named after a book published in 1982. And it's become this sort of parallel for, I guess, Men not being manly. Well, I, I don't. I, I object to the quiche, but not because it's not manly. Because it's it's French, <laughs> and you know King Charles and Queen Camilla, as they are now, mm. should be eating. You know, should be roast shepherd's beef and Yorkshire pie? pudding, shepherd's pie, um, uh, 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 jellied eels, which used to be popular in the East mm. End of London. But it, really, it should be English cuisine, not not something from across the channel. So moving on mm. from. Um, the quiche, if that's at all possible. It's interesting this coronation comes 70 years after the late Queen Elizabeth II. It took place in front of millions of Britons who were buying their first TV. Now that the the way this is being viewed has been changed dramatically. Will you be watching? Oh, yes. I think, I think all loyal Australians and Canadians and Kiwis as well as Millions of English and Welsh and Scottish and even Northern Irish people will be watching. Uh, no, I won't be watching, but I, I, I was put off these sorts of events years ago. My mother, on pain of quite severe punishment, the first thing I ever recorded off the TV was the wedding of Charles and Diana, and she wanted the ads out. I, was, I can't think there were ads, but there must have been. Anyway, I pressed pause by mistake, and I missed about 20 minutes of it. I came back, oh. Anyway. She never, ever, ever watched the recordings and never realised that I'd missed a crucial part of the royal wedding back then. And I might add, of course, that wedding was destined for failure. Um, Did you I, ever confess to her that no, you mucked up no, the recording? No, no, And, and eventually we, the, when the Betamax recorder stopped working 25 years later, there was, there was never any chance to be found out. But there, there is controversy because um, King Charles says um, 
they, he wants everybody to swear allegiance to his majesty, him, and to his heirs and successors. Yeah, I have a problem with that bit. Do you? Yeah. Why? Because, you know, the offspring, the heirs, successors, as we've seen, don't always come out real Oh, good. Prince William will be fabulous when he's in charge. <laughs> oh. And then young Prince George. I, I think that's a too, too wide a definition. But it is weird because Anthony Albanese, our Prime Minister, who's an avowed Republican, he's he's going to the coronation and as the leader of, you know, Australia, he has to swear fealty to King Charles and the heirs and successors, even though in his second to, um, term of government, if he gets there, he wants to get rid of the royal family and have a King of Australia instead. So what happens there technically? You break your oath. You have to break your oath. And in the old days, you'd be executed for treason. I doubt that'll happen this time, but... <laughs> You never know. We live in hope. You know, it's very wrong to suggest there's a favourite child. Well, we have one, so it makes it easy. There is a favourite child. Uh, my family's pretty transparent about the favourite child. Yes, you, you. I said, did you ask your mother once who's your favourite child? Yeah, and black and white answer, Who? younger brother. Right. Like, not even, didn't even sort of. Didn't hesitate. No. So you've got an older brother, you, and then a younger yeah. brother. Yeah. And she straight, said, straight to the younger brother. The baby brother. Yeah, right. straight away. How about in your family? Was there a favourite? Um, my yeah. siblings and I have debated this in the past. They think I was the favourite child, being obviously the firstborn. Mm. Uh, but I, I think somewhere it's between my sister and my younger brother. So, you know, I, my parents, to be fair, never actually said there was. But do you think in our family our child has a favourite parent? Well, you you manipulate that a little oh, bit. You I do, do not. secretly. Like if – I don't think you should divide and conquer when mm. it comes to children, right? But I'm often the bad cop and you're the good cop. And I've heard you whispering going, oh, Dada still loves you. you know, I'm trying to like, you know, be. But I think the bad cop, good cop thing just reflects our, our different personalities. <laughs> so wrong. You're authoritarian and, and disciplined so and, wrong. you know, yeah. I, I, I'm just the soft and the nice hugs and that sort of thing. But no, that's so wrong. And a little secret text on the side from me. Love yeah. data. Love data. data. Well, and it's so, funny because you, yeah, you, you do seem to cop the much more of the, the teenage angst that yeah, comes out of our daughter. teenage angst and high emotion. Yes. I am like just yeah. not a sounding board, a target board for that. Whereas you get the this really sort of sanitised version, how was school, Bubby Knuckle? It was great, data. And then I get a full-on thesis, sort of like equivalent to a Nirvana song. Yeah. Well, she knows I've had a busy day and I'm only asking. Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't. It's like when people say, how are you going? And if you ask anybody over the age of 70, how are you going? What you get is, oh, I've got a sore back and the doctor's put me on some new pills. And, and like, actually, it's sort of a rhetorical question. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're just supposed to say, good, thanks, how are you? And move and on. Move on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, my feeling is as parents, you need a united front in particular when you're dealing with teens. So can we work on that? Oh, the point is, is it the uh, Judean People's Front or the People's Front of Judea? And that's always the problem in those situations. What? Judean People's Front. Well, the People's Front of Judea. Judean People's Front. Oh, wankers. Tom, moving to all things uh, Hollywood, French actress Eva Green won a High Court case over a $1 million fee for a sci-fi film mm. that was never Mate. Yeah, sadly not going ahead. Yeah. Now, 
a lot of um, the, the lid was lifted on the bitter dispute she was having with producers and a lot of text messages were revealed. And this is another thing to message to people. Always be cautious about text messages you send because they'll come back and haunt you. Anyway, she called one producer a moron and another one evil. Uh, and then later, are you ready for her excuse? She blamed it on her Frenchness. I'm French! Why do you think I have this outrageous accent, you silly king? So imagine blaming unreasonable demands that derailed a film on your nationality. Well, I think you can. I mean, look, the, the French are rude. I fart in your gender direction. Your mother was a hamster and your father smelt of elderberries. I mean, as I've always said, uh, you know, France is a lovely country, except for the people. And... Um, you know, it's like when you see Australians behaving badly in, yeah. in there was a, a surfer in, in somewhere in Indonesia mm. and he got drunk and he, and, he, and he hit someone and was abusive and I can't even remember his name now, but he actually put it down, I believe, to his Australianness because Australians feel when they go overseas, that's how you should behave. You know, you're expected to be, you know, to drink too much and vomit into a gutter. Yeah. So that's what they do. And I mean, I, I've seen this in the UK. I've seen it on my one and only ever trip to Bali. And I think it's 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 appalling, but there's... It's like there's a form of peer pressure to do it. I mean, if ever there's going to be someone hanging off the fan on a roof without their pants on and incredibly drunk and mm. spewing over a crowd beneath them, it will be an Australian. But, but see, national stereotypes don't don't sort of just appear out of nowhere. Like I lived in Canada for a year. Oh, they're nice. The, the Canadians are nice. They're nice to the point of where, where you get sick of it. Like, for example um, – <laughs> You know, they're always very polite. And when I left, some of my workmates took me out for drinks and they admitted that they couldn't actually understand me when I first arrived because they weren't really used to the Australian accent. And, you know, but instead of saying excuse me and asking me to repeat myself, they would just nod and smile. And, and you know, and I didn't realise. They were just – and Canadians are so polite. Yes, but they for, are. But, they... but if you ever listen to a Canadian comedian, though, it's boring. Because they're too polite. They don't want to offend anybody. Well, that's the way comedy is heading, but that's a yeah. chat for another day. Americans, by and large, are quite loud. They are. Hey, I'm walking here. I'm walking here. That would be fair to say. That's right. And that's fine. You know, that's just the way they are. There's mm -hmm. something about it. We're the leaders of the free world. We saved all of you from the Germans and the Japanese in World War II. We'll act any way we want. That's mm -hmm. fine. I accept mm -hmm. that. Is you it know, is it a, a, a good enough defence, though, your nationality? Yeah, I'm French. So I could be rude. I'm Australian, so I'll be drunk and badly behaved. Did it ever occur to you the French might just be very cultured, elegant people that are sick of sort of English-speaking people demanding they speak English? I'd get sick of that. Oh, but they do all speak English, surely, if you just, you know, say, excuse me, do you, I need to go to the airport. Can you tell me how to get there? Do you know what? I figured out how to, to have a good time mm. in France. Well, how? <laughs> yeah, really? <laughs> I'm not doing the X-rated version. You say, je suis Australienne. Mm. So you're not English, you're Australian. And yes. then I've got this little catchphrase, je parle français comme un kangaroo. I speak French like a kangaroo. They love it. They love it. Not only crack a smile, laugh. Well, I'll tell, tell you how rude the French can be, though. Again, on my Canadian trip, I had to go to France. And we went to a French restaurant, as you do in France, you know, ordering the, the snails and the frog's yeah, legs yeah. and the and the, the quiche Lorraine and, and what else do they eat? The anyway, steak. Steak Diane and pommes pom, for the apples of the earth and yeah. stuff. Again, how stupid is that? Anyway, so I'm with a French Canadian who is a French Canadian, as in he's from Quebec. 
And we, I ordered in my badly accented French, having explained that I was Australian, as you suggest. That was fine. Yes, that's what you want. Great. The, he refused to understand the French Canadian because, of, because he didn't like his accent. Just rudeness. Rudeness. Look, the Germans, like, you know, put a black uniform on them, marching up and down. They love it. That's not true. I find Germans are incredibly compassionate people. Really? Yes. Well, they're pretending to be. Because they know that, you know, they've still got a bit of making up to do because of the bad old days. <laughs> okay, Lisa, what have, uh, what have you learned today? That you've got a second possible career as a host on cruises. Yeah, r- river, European river cruises, let's be honest. But, yes, I feel that my retirement is, uh, well, let's just say there's, a, there's a, certainly a great option open to me. And Elise, about you, I've learnt that you were conceived on the appropriately named Fairstar the Fun Ship. <laughs> Tap the follow or subscribe button on the Elliot Exchange, wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review and share with your friends. You can follow me, Elise Elliot underscore media on Instagram or email us. Yep, send us an email anytime, any issue, elliotexchange at nine.com.au. Listener.